Hello and welcome to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Martin studio today. And it's nice and cool inside the studio. Not so cool out in the fields right now across much of North America. Really warm temperatures. We're getting a lot of questions about that and what to do with the crop, how to best manage things. And you know what? It's a lot of work. It's been a lot of work. The spray season's been super busy for us. I'm sure it has for you as well. But there's going to come a time where we're about done, and we're starting to see soybeans blooming now. We've got corn in our area. has got a little ways to go before it tassels, but in a lot of parts of the country, already seeing corn tassels out there. So once you get all those things done, it's time for other things. It's time for county fairs and trips and those types of things, and it's also time for the Ag PhD Field Day. Our field day comes up. It's a one-day event. It's the last Thursday in July each year. This year, that falls on July 27th, and we're super excited. we got a lot going on. In fact, we got a pretty large crew working over at the field day site right now, uh, getting some things ready for that event. And you say, wait a minute, that's, that's a long ways off yet. We're still five more weeks before then. Yeah, it's a lot to plan for when you expect to see 12,000 people there on that day and lots of different equipment, lots of brand new first time you're going to see it things. That's really cool to me, especially as we get a little bit closer to the event when I start seeing trucks coming in, hauling some brand new equipment, some of it covered by a tarp because they don't want anyone seeing it until the absolute last possible minute here as as the field day gets going so that's kind of fun too because i believe it or not brian and i don't even get to see it uh, a lot of times they tarp those things up they're not letting anybody in until the day of so that's kind of cool so I'm, I'm excited to see what's underneath some of those tarps or hidden in some of those uh disguises that they've got but it's going to be fun there's lots of autonomous vehicles coming i know we've got some drone application technology i think they're going to have drones in the air that day uh, I, I'm assuming all the permitting has gone well. I don't think there have been any surprises there, but it's it's a lot to put together and a lot for you to see. And we strongly encourage you, if you're thinking about coming to the field day, a couple things you need to know. First, it's all free. So if you get there, uh, we've got you covered. There's There's food available throughout the day. There's great entertainment. Whether you're super interested in looking at equipment or super interested in looking at crops or you just want to have a good time and relax, plenty to do at the Ag PhD Field Day. There's air-conditioned parts of the event in case we have a, a hot day or, or a rainstorm that comes through or something like that. But this year, I think if it rains, I don't know if anyone's even going to go inside. I think we all might just stand outside in, in amazement and awe that, wow, it actually can rain. This is great. Uh, I remember back I think it's been about 10 years ago where we were going through one of these years where we were short of moisture and we got a little shower I think it was maybe a quarter inch or something it happened right over lunch so that was no big deal everybody was under a tent or in a building at that point anyway but I remember we didn't even really get muddy it just soaked in and the sun came out and it wasn't even muddy well we've got grass almost everywhere so we we raise crops on our farm but around the field day site our, our parking lot we raise oats our field day site we've got grass in between all the plots so you can stay pretty clean too it's it's not going to be this uh, dusty nasty event but we do encourage you to come if you haven't been to the field day before 
this will be a great year to go. It's going to be our best one that we've had yet. And if you say, well, I've been to your field day a bunch of times. Is it going to be a lot different this year? Yep, it is. There's going to be some really cool displays because we're starting to see uh, what some of the uh, plots are going to look like now. And we're hearing about some of the, uh, I, I don't know, no, no expense spared seemingly to me. Uh, that some of the companies are putting into showcasing their new products and new technologies that they've got out there. Uh, it just looks like a lot of fun. And I, I know, like, like I say, there's there's something for everybody in the family to do. If you have more questions about the field day, you can certainly go to our website, agphd.com. You can pre-register for the event. It helps you get into the event that much quicker uh, and make sure that it gives us an idea of how many are coming as well. We really appreciate that. Um, also today and, and a few days here leading up to the field day, we're going to have previews of some of the things people are willing to tell about now. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get the, Hey, this is what we're going to launch that day. You might, might hear a little bit of that today. We'll see. Uh, but today is one of those field day preview shows. So look forward to talking to some of the people that are going to take part in the field day and hear what, what they're excited about seeing this year. Before the field day, though, there is an event coming up this weekend, and I, I don't. I know we're going to talk field day on today's program, but I don't want to forget about scouting and scholarships. We're going to give out over a hundred scholarships to colleges, to technical schools. We're we're just looking for young people going into a post secondary education, and if you're going to school to be an agronomist or going to school to be uh, an accountant for farmers or, or whatever that case may be. But you want to learn a little bit more about agriculture. Our Scouting and Scholarships event is this Saturday. It's actually right at the Ag PhD Field Day site, right in the Morton Center building there. We're going to go out to the field. We're going to get hands-on with scouting, with uh, just breaking down plants, learning about plant growth and development, learning about technology and traits, learning about soils and plant tissue and all the ways that farmers are are managing fields and managing their crops. It's a pretty exciting day. We really like it. I, I know we've got a bunch of people that are going to be speaking that day that are really, really pumped up that this is one of their very favorite days of the entire year to get to talk to young people from all over. Also, if, if you say, well, I'm not so young anymore, but I'm curious about what you're going to learn, you're welcome to come too. We don't have any age limit or anything like that. We're just going to gear a lot of the information towards beginning farmers, but of course we'll always take questions and we're going to get out in the field. So we're going to actually see what's going on, which is going to pertain to anybody involved in agriculture. So again, you can go to agphd.com, sign up for scouting and scholarships, and we would love to see you this Saturday. For today's program, we're going to be doing an Ag PhD Field Day preview. We've got some great guests coming up. We're also taking your calls and questions throughout the show today at 844-44-AG-PHD. Stay tuned. It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in. And Corteva AgriScience gets that. Introducing Nutricia and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us. 
When it comes to protecting your field from disease and environmental stress, there's Revitech fungicide. <laughs> and there's everything else. When it comes to unparalleled power, there's Revitech. <laughs> and everything else. And when it comes to speed and stamina, this is Revitech. And this is everything else. Nothing else comes close to Revitech fungicide from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. At Ag PhD, we're always looking for ways to support the ag industry. That's why at our free Ag PhD Scouting and Scholarships event, we're giving away more than 100 college scholarships. Plus, we'll head out into the field for hands-on agronomy sessions, including our comprehensive guide to crop scouting. This day may be geared towards younger farmers, but whether you're a college student or just want good agronomy info, this is one event you won't want to miss. Learn more and register for the Ag PhD Scouting and Scholarships event at agphd.com. Get uniform control in your fields with trusted, hard-working Lucinto fungicide. Control the toughest diseases with a dual-mode-of-action fungicide that consistently outperforms the competition and field trials. Lucinto fungicide from FMC works overtime for lasting control to help improve crop yields. Talk about getting the job done. Visit your FMC retailer or lucinto.ag.fmc.com for hard-working control in your fields. Always read and follow all label directions. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We are inside the Morton studio today, but a little over a month from now, we will be outside at the Ag PhD Field Day, and we're going to do, doing a little Field Day preview show today. Our phone lines are open throughout the show. If you've got questions about Field Day or if you've got just any agronomic questions from your farm, we would love to help out with that too. 844-44-AG-PHD or email us radio at agphd.com. Start off with our friend Tom Wood with Belsham uh, talking about Ag PhD Field Day. Tom, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's it's great to be on the show again. Appreciate it. You know, we've got more tough out on our cornfields this year than I think we've ever had to use, and it's because of our old friend pigweed. What a year for pigweed! My goodness, what are you seeing around the country? Well. I think we're feeling the same thing. We're getting a lot of new users, new customers. Uh, response from the field has been largely good, but we're in corn herbicide, so there's always going to be those moments where someone didn't get enough coverage and whatnot. But by and large, TOF is doing what we says it, say it's going to do. It's put out in the tank mix with uh, an HPPD like Mesotrione um, or a Callisto, an Impact. And if you're having trouble with resistant weeds like water hemp or palmer, some kochia and lamb's quarter, eight ounces of tough per acre gets your control back up to where you want it to be. So we're seeing good things this year. I know that the chemistry in tough is not brand new, but it's been used on a, a really wide basis more than it, it had been used. It's kind of forgotten about chemistry that, that we're glad you brought back. What are you hearing from farmers around the country? Cause this is something they've been looking for. Well, I always uh, get the, just the, the quick feedback. We've got some wows. We've got some impressives, but what we're, we're seeing is, is that um, a grower 
with their retailer tries tough because now they're experiencing more and more resistance, say water hemp, and they'll give it a go. I think we have it priced pretty good this year, and it's uh, been more acceptable from the grower from that standpoint. And they put it out, and it has taken care of their problem. I mean, it just smokes the water hemp if you have resistant weeds. So the growers have been quite happy. And the other thing we're hearing from them is they're impressed with the speed to kill, particularly if they add atrazine and you have an HPPD plus uh, TOF, which is a puridate-based product plus atrazine. You get a almost, a, if not a complete kill, almost a complete kill, and it happens quite quickly. Yeah, they don't have to worry what's happening. The other thing that I've heard this year, Tom, we've heard a lot of herbicide carryover issues around the corner or around the country. You just aren't going to hear that about tough. There's there's no issue about rotations, no issue about carryover to the following year. I like that too. No, it's it's a two-edged sword, but there's no residual. But if you're happy with your HPPD, your Callistos, your Impact, your Shield X, Adding TOF, you won't have to worry about rotational issues. And it works very well with any of them. has a very broad time frame of application, even up to eight-leaf stage of corn. And one of the cool things at the Ag PhD Field Day is we get guys like Tom and uh, and the crew at Belsham to be at the field day. So if you've got feedback for them, if you want to let them know or, or show them some pictures of your fields, they're always happy to talk about that. Or, or like Tom had mentioned too, if if you've had trouble with anything, uh, they'd love to help you because they've got excellent chemistry and uh, like like you mentioned, just a little bit different product than uh, a Dicamba or a 2,4-D or a Roundup. Uh, it has to be applied a little bit differently, probably more like Liberty. Uh, it's a, a contact killer that really needs good coverage. Boy, you do that right. Uh, you got, got a dynamic chemistry there to put on your farm. So if you would like to talk with Tom, if you'd like to talk with the crew at Belsham, they will be at the Ag PhD Field Day. Tom, really appreciate the support and good talking to you again. Uh, thank you. I appreciate your support as well. So Tough will be out there, and I promise you Tougher will be in the market in 2024. Outstanding. That's good. Something to look forward to, especially uh, with the crop of pigweeds that are out there growing this season. Thanks, Tom. We appreciate it. Uh, let's head over to Illinois. Got Greg Sauter with us right now uh, with 360 Yield Center. How you doing, Greg? Well, we're doing just fine. How are you today? I am doing well. Uh, you got a lot of new technology coming out, as as always, with 360 Yield Center. What are some of the things you guys are going to showcase at Field Day this year? Well, we're really looking forward to it on that Thursday, the 27th. And we have our 360 autonomous rain unit there. So we'll actually be uh, watering corn for the growers that will be coming by. We're really looking forward to showing them what 360 rain can do. So, of course, 360 will be going right down the rows. It'll be banding water. We'll be putting on about a half inch to an acre. And um, understanding is it's actually starting today and it's watering as we speak. Yeah, it's it's just tremendous timing, Greg. Here, <laughs> where a lot of guys are saying, man, if I could just make it rain, you're telling us we can and we can do it autonomously, even if you don't have a center pivot irrigation. It's really a, a neat machine, and I'd encourage all our listeners uh, just look up 360 rain and look at some of the videos posted online, and you can very quickly see what kind of potential this product has. Well, you know, we designed it different than pivots. We designed it for any field shape. When we started out, we said, well, what, what 
what are we needing to raise yields, let's say as much as 50 bushel? And we said water is the key. Obviously at 360, we ban nitrogen and starters and we do all the nutrients. But we said to take the big step ahead, let's see what it would take to add water. Not a lot of growers can get a thousand gallon a minute or 700 gallon a minute, but a large portion of Corn Belt can get 150 to 250 gallon a minute. And so we set this technology to go into any field shape. So if your planter plants it, we can water it. And it doesn't matter if we go around groves of trees or gullies, we can, we can do all that. We got a 3,000 foot reach on it. So we can cover, you know, 160 to 200 acre field. And uh, the exciting thing is we got 40 of them out running. We took a big step this year. We had uh, nine of them last year. We added another 31, and it's been going really well. It has been a lot of fun. Well, one of the things that my wife said, she said, first of all, she was impressed with the size of the machine. She's like, my goodness, that thing's way bigger than I was imagining. And then the other thing she said is, you're sure that's going to go right down the rows and not run over crop? And I said, that's the beauty of uh, of GPS, honey. When As we plant these fields, we're, we're setting where those rows are at. And with this technology, you can just follow right down the rows. It works great. Well, that's exactly right. So that planter and an RTK system, and we develop our own RTK following that planter pass. And, you know, my heart gets a little tense once in a while. I was at a, at a hog producer in Illinois here on Saturday working with his machine, and he had some really steep curves around terraces. And I'm thinking, oh, my, I hope that in it, it was flawless. And uh, he said, Greg, it surprised me. He said, your machine goes around those corners better than my sprayer. <laughs> I just kind of laughed. And <laughs> I was really glad to hear that. <laughs> well, absolutely better than me and a cultivator. I know I know that. That's a guarantee. Well, uh, we're talking with Greg Sauter here at 360 Yield Center. What are some other things you'll be talking about there, Greg? Well, we'll definitely talk about banding the different ways that we can put cost of nitrogen, how we can keep corn in the ultimate yields and uh, maximize yields. So we'll be talking about banding nitrogen with the planter pass. Then if our wide drop system, we'll talk about how we can come in a little bit later. You know, we're wide dropping right now, Darren, and so we're shoulder high corn with our deer sprayer and we're putting on another 110 units and uh, it's working really well. I love putting nutrients next to the base of the plant. So in our case, we're putting on 32% UAN and sulfur and, uh, and then, of course, there's always opportunity to add more micronutrients in that. So we'll be talking that. We'll be looking at our harvest products that are coming up. Won't be long. Yes, we can say, well, corn's only knee tall. But we'll be looking at what goes in the corn head and things that we do when we talk about saving some extra kernels and out of the corn head through the deck plates. And then, of course, of our stock management with the chain roll. So looking forward to it and, of course, tillage and things like that. Yeah, lots to talk about, no doubt about it. But uh, 360 rain is probably going to steal the show. <laughs> Just uh, one of those super, super cool things. Greg, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you at Field Day. Thank you, and we can't wait to meet. Listening to Ag PhD Radio, we're giving a Field Day preview on today's program. We'll be right back after this. When it comes to cereal disease protection, Prosaro Pro 400 SC fungicide from Bayer makes all the difference. With three effective active ingredients for overlapping control of foliar and head diseases and a flexible application window for head scab, it's formulated to lower dawn, protect yield potential, and promote superior grain quality. Prosaro Pro, the future of plant health starts here. 
Visit ProSaroPro.com to learn more. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. You can count on AgroLiquid for precision crop nutrition. When you don't get all your potash down in the fall, when weather or market prices change your management strategy, or when you want to balance your fertilizer program with micronutrients, AgroLiquid is ready with the products and application flexibility you want for in-season crop nutrition and the research-proven results you need. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. You won't want to miss this year's Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we open up our farm to you so you can learn more ways to improve your farm. And the Ag PhD Field Day just keeps getting bigger and better. This year, we're featuring guided tours of our extensive research plots, world premieres of the latest ag technologies, numerous panels of the highest yielding farmers on the planet, and more equipment running in our demo area than we've ever had before. We'll also have great family entertainment, including a kid's area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and food and drinks available all throughout the day. But the best part is everything is free. We know that you're busy and your time is valuable. That's why we do everything we can to make sure the Ag PhD Field Day is a very worthwhile investment of your time. So please, go to agphd.com to learn more and be sure to register to join us at this year's Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 27th. Morton Buildings has served the American farmer for more than 120 years. From manufacturing our own building components to constructing your building, Morton takes pride in being the industry leader in post-frame construction by providing a quality building and exceptional customer service. A Morton is built to last for generations. To get started on your next project, please visit mortonbuildings.com. Your ripper is likely leaving 40% of the subsoil undisturbed. Hi, Greg Souter from 360 Yield Center. Dig behind your ripper and you'll see compacted mounds of soil left between the shanks. Traditional points just can't fracture the complete soil profile. 360 bullet ripper points are berm busters. The bullet's wide 14 inch wing shatters the full soil profile for better water infiltration and root access to nutrients. Get the full story at 360yieldcenter.com. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We are so excited about the Ag PhD Field Day coming up next month. But don't forget, the Scouting and Scholarships event is this Saturday. It's June 24th, right at the Ag PhD Field Day site. You can find more details at agphd.com. But we're giving away over 100 scholarships. That's awesome. I, When we first uh, were talking about this and planning for this year, Brian made the bold claim. He's like, you know what? I think we're going to have over 100 scholarships available. And I'm like, really, 100? That seems like, no, we aren't going to get to 100. Yes, we did. Uh, so we're excited about that. We'll have over 100 scholarships at the Ag PhD uh, Scouting and Scholarships event coming up Saturday, June 24th. So still time to sign up. Uh, if you've got some friends that want to come or some young people you know that, that hey, uh, they really want to come, can they still get in? You bet. Uh, we've got a lot of people signed up already, and that's cool, but we do have room for more. So if you'd like to get signed up, again, visit agphd.com. Just click on the events tab, and you'll see scouting and scholarships there. 
All right, today we're doing a field day preview on our radio program, talking about some of the cool things that you're going to see at our field day. And we're also taking your calls and agronomic questions. If you want to talk about your experience with field day in the past, that's that's great too. Our phone lines are open at 844-44-AG-PHD. And you can always email us radio at agphd.com. Let's get back to those phone lines. We've got Chris Carlton with us right now with TopCon. How are you doing, Chris? It's on again. Yeah, we We're got you. On. Well. We got you. On. You bet. Uh, looking forward to seeing you here coming up next month at the field day. What What are folks going to hear from TopCon? Obviously, there's a lot of technology involved, and and you guys are playing a big role with a lot of different companies. I know behind the scenes you work with a, a lot of them, and of course you do some things on your own too. Yeah. Um, well, we're super excited again. I know time's flying here, um, but uh, hopefully our weather starts cooperating. A little rain, but uh, all in all, um, you know, we're uh, our plot uh, demonstration this year. We've been really keeping an eye on things uh, <laughs> this year in the plot. We're uh, be presenting a time lapse video out there. We've been kind of really watching those crops grow, and what the demonstration there is about is that varying depth and controlled nutrient applications. Uh, demonstrating the effects of the emergence and that nutrient uptake. We're using our crop specs to help measure that plant health. And that's used to also create prescription maps so we can measure and apply in a single pass if you want to and allow for fertilizer application based on what the crop actually needs versus what the, uh, uh, you know, what you might just put down normally. So we're looking for some of the uh, fertilizer savings and uh, that works with our di digital farm management tools called TAP. So that's just kind of a start of it. Um, you know, we're really digging into the value of our Topcon depth control product for improving that plant emergent tillage technology. Um, looking for proving that it's a strategic step towards more consistent crop emergence, better seedbed prep, and increased equipment efficiency. So we're trying to correlate that uh, value of depth and technology coming through. Yeah, that's something, Chris, that I wish everyone had this year because we saw so many issues going across fields of just uneven uh, depth. And, you know, when we think about, well, that can't make that much difference, it sure did, especially when you get extreme weather, then you really see it. I mean, if you're getting an inch of rain every week and the temperature's ideal and, and all that, maybe you don't notice it as much, at least with the, the plants anyway. You, you probably will notice it with the yield, but wow, on a year like this, yep. it, it really stands out. Yeah, I think that the value of precision depth control will extend beyond that seed bed and just seed placement. When we get, once we get past emergence, then it's passed down to the root development. So if you have plant a seed at an inch and a half versus two and a half, it might start coming up in a similar time frame for emergence, but you're also then less prone to stunning and poor root development. So big deal in these drought conditions oh no kidding no kidding then you talk about the fertility piece and there is so much room in our industry for increasing the efficiency of getting the right nutrients in the right place at the right time uh talk to us a little more about that technology that's coming yeah you know um pipe control uh, the the pieces there just from a boom application uh making sure you get in there at the right spot uh really managing where you are in the field at the right place there um Trying to get closer to, with emerging crops, you're up into the point where you want to really be operating off that canopy and a lot of these application um, 
solutions out there, you really need to be within exactly where they're specified to be used. Uh, you don't want to be, you know, spraying 24 inches off the crop when you should have been at 18. You're, you're adjusting particle size and pressures based on where you are. So big thing now is make sure all your tips are up to speed too, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Hey, one, one other thing, Chris, you guys have a live stream coming up. You want to talk about that too? Yeah, certainly. Um, so in addition to seeing our top gun plot where we're going to demonstrate results of why top gun depth control is an important tool for your seedbed prep and the effects of the emergence there during field day, uh, we're planning an exclusive live stream event on Acres TV the following afternoon. Uh, we'll be live at the Egg PhD Morton studio with a limited amount of systems available. And we're, and, and we're also offering a very special price. And at the show, you can log in for details during a PhD field event. And, or look for them at our Top Gun Egg social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> Outstanding. I love it. I love it. Well, looking forward to seeing you coming up here next month, Chris. And, and yeah, you're right. There's a lot going on in that plot right now, no doubt about it. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. We'll keep an eye on it for you. <laughs> you bet. Uh, another guy keeping an eye on things pretty close is Dan Barron with New Farm. Dan, how you doing? Doing great today. How are you? Well, we are doing well. We are doing well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things to see and a lot of great people to talk to at the Ag PhD Field Day, Dan, of course, being one of them. What are some of the new things you guys have coming, Dan? Yeah, so we're excited to be at the, the Field Day coming up here in July, as always. It's always really good for us to, you know, hear what growers are seeing from around the country. It's a great way to connect. And a couple of the things that we'll be focusing on are uh, a couple of new formulations that we've got coming in 2024, but of course pending regi uh, registration, and it's around 2,4-D and Weedmaster, and you know some some really uh, foundational chemistry that have been around for a long time. But we have uh, new concentrated XHL formulations that are going to be launched for both Weedar and Weedmaster, and uh, these brands go back a long time, obviously. But uh, at least on the aiming side, we've kind of been stuck at a 3.8 pound per gallon, and uh, the, the new XHL will be a 6-pound gallon. So some efficiency being introduced in the aiming 2,4-D world. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. And and I know we do get a lot of complaints from people, man, we got to carry so much product around, and, and being able to uh, to have a much more concentrated formulation is pretty exciting. You know, when you, you look at it, Dan, I know you, you've worked with us on the Ag PhD Insider magazine as well, just talking about weed control and pastures and non-crop areas and burn-down situations. I mean, there's a lot of acres that get sprayed, not just in crop and corn and soybeans, but trying to control these weeds and, and get ahead of things. I like some of the fall operations as well. We've really seen good luck with stuff that got sprayed last fall. It is so much cleaner this spring. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, biology behind it, obviously, on perennial weeds. There's uh, the application windows are potentially wider. Uh, you know, you have a lot of potential sensitive crops that are maybe senesced already. So you've got a lot more flexibility. We like the fall time, be it no-till burn down or, you know, pasture for those who are, you know, maybe treating fence lines or road ditches or things like that. That fall timing is is really ideal for a lot of weed problems. 
Well, and we, we hear questions all the time. You know, yeah, they're doing a lot of research in corn and in soybeans, and believe me, New Farm is, is heavily involved in those things too. But there's also a lot of new technologies coming. Like you mentioned, here's new formulations of 2,4-D products and changes in concentration that we haven't seen in all the time that we've had these 2,4-D products out there. So that's really exciting for us, uh, easier-to-use products, uh, things that are safe to use out there around your farm or your ranch or your acreage. Uh, that's really important to us. And then great people to ask questions of, uh, like we're speaking with Dan Barron here with New Farm. That's why you come to the Ag PhD Field Day for, for any of those questions that you've got. Dan, thank you so much. We really appreciate the chance to work with you. I really appreciate you guys coming to the Field Day, too. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. You bet. We'll talk more about what's coming up for the Ag PhD Field Day this year. Our phone lines are open as well at 844-44-AG-PHD. We'll be right back. Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. Get an extra semi-load out of your grain bin. The end zone from Farm Shop MFG can increase your stored beans moisture from 10 to 13%. On a 20,000 bushel bin, that's a free extra semi-load. Visit FarmShopMFG.com for more. When I step on someone's farm, I feel like I've already walked a mile in their shoes. I spin spring on the tractor and fall in the combine. I see the excitement in my kids' eyes on our farm, but worry if there's enough of it for all of them. I make sure everything Case IH makes meets the challenges farmers face, because I face them too. My name is Ryan, I am a farmer, and I work at Case IH. Case IH, built by farmers. Here at Ag PhD, we're always looking for ways to support the ag industry. That's why at our free Ag PhD Scouting and Scholarships event Saturday, June 24th, we're giving away more than 100 college scholarships. Join us as we head into the field for hands-on sessions covering everything from how to pull soil and plant tissue tests, ways to improve crop health, the importance of microbiology and farming, and much more. Plus, in our comprehensive guide to crop scouting, we'll explore both above and below ground in a variety of crops as we diagnose problems with insects, weeds, diseases, and anything else we may find. As we're giving away tens of thousands of dollars in scholarships to eligible attendees, this day is geared more towards students and young farmers. But anyone with the desire to learn more about agronomy is more than welcome. So whether you're a college student or just want the good agronomy info, this is one event you won't want to miss. Come to the Ag PhD Scouting and Scholarships Day. It's Saturday, June 24th on the Hefty Farm near Baltic, South Dakota. Learn more and register at agphd.com. Nothing but net. Win your soybean season with the fast knockdown and lasting broad-spectrum control of Elevest Insect Control from FMC. Take on army worms, stink bugs, soybean loopers, and more with the maximized ratio of premier active ingredients for better overall control of more than 40 labeled pests. Visit your FMC retailer or elevest.ag.fmc.com to up your game this season. Always read and follow all label directions. Win the war against weeds in your soybean fields with fierce herbicides from Valent USA. With three different formulations and multiple modes of action, you're sure to find the right fierce product to protect your operation from tough weeds like Palmer Amaranth and Waterhemp. 
Give your soybeans a strong, clean start with up to eight weeks of residual control with the powerful pre-emergence protection of Fierce Herbicide. Ask your local retailer or visit valen.com fierce to find the right Fierce formulation for you. Always read and follow label instructions. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we are broadcasting from inside the Morton studio today, but we will be outside at the Ag PhD Field Day site, uh, which is just another mile up the road from our studio. But we'll be out there doing the Ag PhD Field Day here in just a little bit over a month. Really excited about it. Rain has been a little bit hard to come by here, but the crop still looks okay, and we're we're hoping that rain comes between now and then, and it looks great. So we will see. Uh, but we're talking today with about a field day preview show and what we're going to see at the field day. What are some things to look forward to? If you've been to the field day, if you want to talk about that, or if you have an agronomic question, our phone lines are open at 844-44-AG-PHD. Well, one grower I know that's been to the field day a number of times is our friend Kelly Garrett. He works with the Extreme Ag Group and Farms not too terribly far down the road in western Iowa. Kelly, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Darren? It's a little hot, but it's a pretty nice day. Yeah. You know, it's not too bad. I guess we're kind of getting used to this, so we, we just keep going. There's not much we can do about it. How about on your farm? How are things looking? Uh, the crop is holding up pretty good considering all the heat. Uh, and it, it, like I said, it's been dry. Showers have been spotty. Right where I live, we had rain Friday night and Saturday, totaling an inch and seven-tenths. Wow. But you only go four or five miles away, and, and it, it shortened up pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, it's been really spotty so far this year. But, you know, if you can't control that, if you don't have irrigation, you don't have uh, access to that, then you just got to do with the best you can. I, I know you get a lot of questions, and you've been, been kind enough to be one of the speakers at our field day now for a number of years. What do you, I guess, give us your impressions of that from, from the other side, from the guy on the stage that's taken all the questions. Uh, what are your impressions when you come to the Ag PhD field day? Well, Ag PhD, you know, Amber gives me a hard time because I get so excited about it. It's better than Christmas for me, coming up and getting to see the people I met and all the progressive mindsets and, and talking to the growers. I, I get very excited about it. It's one of the best days of the year for me. And it's, it's really nice to be in the front of a tent and speaking on a panel with Kevin or Chad or somebody, you know, and, and having the moderators that you provide and then the questions that they offer. And it, it's just very refreshing to be around all of the positive progressive mindsets of everybody wanting to learn from each other and do better. Yeah, I think that's important. When none of us have all the information and when we're trying new things out, it's great to hear from growers really from all over of, hey, I'm trying the same thing and here's a little tweak that I made to it to, to make it work better on my farm. You talk about a lot of new things, Kelly, and I know you're not one to sit still, so I'm sure you got a few new things that you're trying out this year or maybe, hey, this is the second, third, fourth year that I've done it and I finally feel comfortable talking about that. Uh, anything anything big you want to give away here uh again well with the stress we're having this year the stress mitigation products i think will will be playing uh, a very important role uh we've added some new partners with extreme ag and uh you know we're working more on hormones and things like that different pgrs that are out there and, and experimenting with them uh probably the biggest thing that we have done is uh you know mike evans my agronomist and i we have we feel that we are noticing there's a lot more nitrogen being uh, released from our soil 
in a natural state and we continue to turn down the synthetic nitrogen and we add carbon, sulfur, and micronutrients to try to balance with that nitrogen is the word, or calibrate is the another term that we use to uh, we're trying to break the next yield barrier of course Darren and we're 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 trying to be more in tune with mother nature because we think that she's got a lot more potential than what we can supply synthetically yeah absolutely we know that the potential of corn is way over 600 bushels it's probably a thousand bushels who knows if we can just reduce these stresses out there and uh, I appreciate the work that you're doing, Kelly, and I know there's a lot of a lot of guys in the extreme ag group shooting for that same goal. Let's figure out how to reduce these stresses, how to hit new yield levels, and and help other people along the way doing it. Uh, again, we're talking with Kelly Garrett here, and Kelly's going to be one of the presenters at our field day. He'll be talking uh, at least a couple different times around the field day, and of course, you can always approach Kelly and and start a conversation. That's one of the fun things too about field day. You're you're there in person, so you can just talk to people because. Guess what? Kelly's just a farmer, just like you. Uh, do people get surprised by that, Kelly? They're like, man, I've seen you on TV. I've seen you online. And uh, you're just a farmer, just like me. Yes, I'm a farmer, just like everybody else with the same struggles as everybody else. And we're, you know, just trying to learn how to do better. Yeah, raising a bunch of kids and trying to keep the farm going and uh, bringing that next generation. Three ornery boys. You're right. <laughs> You've been here and seen them. Yes, I don't know how Amber puts up with it all, but but she does. So that's <laughs> that's good, and and she'll be there too, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, Kelly, when you, when you look at the field, I know one of the things you said earlier. You just look forward to seeing a lot of different farmers that you met over the years, or that you've talked to on the phone, or communicated with online. This is a great gathering place. Uh, absolutely. Everybody is so friendly, you know, and you're meeting people. And uh, when we go to walk up and down the aisles, you don't make it very far. And you're going to run into somebody else, you know, and then a conversation will strike up. And, uh, you know, and typically, you know how farmers are. It's about the weather and the markets a lot of times. Or, you know, it's about how does the crop look, of course. And uh, it's just it's just a great day. Uh, I, I wouldn't miss it. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. Really appreciate all the support. Really appreciate the, the chance to get to work with you and the rest of the Extreme Ag crew and and uh, look forward to seeing you here in the next month. Thank you, Darren. Well, if you'd like to come to the Ag PhD Field Day and you haven't been here before, we're really easy to get to. We're, we're just off a couple of different interstates. And uh, by the way, when you get to South Dakota, the speed limit is 80. So you can make some pretty good time on those interstates and uh, get right out to our farm. We're just 10 miles north of the, the city of Sioux Falls, which is the largest city in the Dakotas. Uh, there, there are tons of hotel rooms in Sioux Falls, but I would strongly recommend you book them in advance. There, there are often a lot of activities going on. I know there's an air show going on in Sioux Falls that weekend. In fact, uh, I've talked to, to a few people that say, hey, I'm coming to your field day, but I'm sticking around because there's an air show that weekend in Sioux Falls, and it's going to be fantastic. And uh, from what I hear, it is going to be fantastic. So uh, we're, we're just 10 miles north of that, so we kind of get the free air show uh, just right here from the farm. But uh, if you were coming to the field day, sign up in advance. You can check out all those details at agphd.com. Right now, Alex, let's dive into the Ag PhD mailbag. I have a number of questions that came in. It's the mailbag. All right. Got a few questions uh, that have come in recently from Doug over in Illinois, and uh, he's got another one here. Uh, he said, guys, our corn is now approaching the five-foot mark with only an inch of rain since planting. It's kind of amazing. 
Our corn does look really good, but it's starting to fade. Tissue tests indicate that we're way low on potassium uptake. Should we apply a strobiliarin fungicide now for plant health and foliar K to minimize stress to the plant? And potentially we would skip the tassel application because at that point the damage would already have been done. Just curious what you guys have have experienced. And, you know, Doug, you bring up a couple of good things here. First of all, it hasn't been raining and we need rain. We need water in the soil to improve nutrient uptake. So I know just looking at some of the soil tests that you've sent in, you've got some soils that are... Uh, you know, at a pretty good level for, for potassium where you've got 4% base saturation K on a, a soil with a medium uh, exchange capacity, a lot of stuff in the mid-teens. So you've got enough pounds of K out there, just just don't have enough rain to get them in. So can you supplement with a foliar K application? You sure can. And I agree with you. If if you can get K into the plant, that's important. The cool thing about potassium as well is that it is mobile in the plant. So if you get potassium in there, you can stock up on K and it will move it where it needs it later in the season. Now, oftentimes what you'll see is what looks like firing on lower leaves, that the outside edges of the leaves are turning brown. Uh, that means that plant is robbing the K out of those leaves, moving it up further in the plant to where it's trying to develop a tassel and, and ultimately an ear. So, yep, getting those getting that out there is great anytime you can do it. And at five-foot corn, a lot of application equipment can make it through the field. Then should you put a fungicide on at the same time? I 100% would. Uh, when you get stress out there, fungicides are proven to lower the temperature in that canopy to reduce ethylene production by the plant. That's a stress hormone that triggers uh, maturity in the plant. And it also increases antioxidants in the plant, which is a good thing. So, yep, I would be out there uh, making that application at five foot tall corn. Thanks for the question, Doug. Really appreciate it. We'll be right back after this. This season, get medieval on Rhizoctonia with the powerful protection of Excalia fungicide from Valent USA. Here to shield your sugar beets from the treachery of Rhizoctonia, Excalia delivers excellent staying power, keeping your sugar beets from being conquered. Stay one step ahead of Rhizoctonia with the powerful protection of Excalia. Ask your retailer or visit valent.com slash Excalia to learn more. Always read and follow legal instructions. When we told growers that New Bear Premium Trivolt Herbicide for corn delivers visibly clean fields for up to eight weeks, they were a bit skeptical. Um, we'll see how it works. So we decided to prove it. We set up cameras in multiple cornfields, treated them with Trivolt, and filmed for 24 hours a day. For eight weeks, we saw a variety of weather conditions, and Trivolt worked. See for yourself at trivoltinaction.com. Trivolt is a restricted-use pesticide. Consult your state pesticide regulator for specific restrictions. Read and follow pesticide label directions. You won't want to miss this year's Ag PhD Field Day. I'm Darren Hefty. Each summer on the last Thursday in July, we open up our farm to you so you can learn more ways to improve your farm. And the Ag PhD Field Day just keeps getting bigger and better. This year, we're featuring guided tours of our extensive research plots, world premieres of the latest ag technologies, numerous panels of the highest yielding farmers on the planet, and more equipment running in our demo area than we've ever had before. 
We'll also have great family entertainment, including a kids area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and food and drinks available all throughout the day. But the best part is everything is free. We know that you're busy and your time is valuable. That's why we do everything we can to make sure the Ag PhD Field Day is a very worthwhile investment of your time. So please go to agphd.com to learn more and be sure to register to join us at this year's Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 27th. At Corteva AgriScience, we want to keep farms healthy and productive today and tomorrow. That's why we're investing in a robust pipeline of naturally derived biologicals. Meet Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer. It's a sustainable nitrogen fixation product that facilitates crop growth and optimizes yield potential. With the fluctuation in fertilizer prices, Utricia N is a reliable solution. It can be used alongside your traditional nitrogen program to enhance your ROI this year. For more information, visit Corteva.us. The hardworking, independent spirit of rural America can often be isolating. It's not often discussed, but mental health issues are real. Now's the time to lead by example, talk openly, and show that a strong mind is just as important as a strong body. FMC is proud to be working toward ending the misconceptions around mental health. Through awareness, guidance, and action, together we can uproot the stigma. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio right in the middle of the Ag PhD mailbag time where we take your calls and questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. Or you can just send us an email, radio at agphd.com. All right. Uh, we get lots of fun questions uh, from crop production to managing things around the house and the yard. Uh, this one happens to be a gardening question. And... Uh, it goes like this. Hey, guys, I enjoy your radio show. I listen daily on my way home from work. Uh, my question is probably a dumb one, but I wanted to run this idea by you. I just sent in soil samples from two of my garden beds, and when I get the results, I was going to use your fertilizer calculator and just kind of fertilize to an average between 180 bushel corn and 50 bushel beans. Seemed like uh, a pretty decent number to shoot for. I'm growing sweet corn, peas, green and wax beans, zucchini, Sweet and hot pepper. Man, you're making me hungry here. Uh, my thought was that by averaging those numbers between the corn and the bean numbers, it, it kind of hit me right in the middle. But here's my questions that I've got for you. So when you talk about putting on 180 pounds of nitrogen per acre, I'm just wondering how do you figure that? Is that actual pounds of N? Uh, for example, I can get blood meal at the local garden store. It's 1300 is the analysis. Now, if I needed to add... Uh, nitrogen out there and I put a pound of blood meal, how much nitrogen am I getting and so forth. So if you put a hundred pounds of that blood meal out, you're getting 13 pounds per, uh, out of that hundred. So it's 13% in. And so, yeah, you got to do a little bit of conversion to, to do that. So yeah, it would take a lot of that source to get the nitrogen needs if you needed 180 pounds. But let's just say that you had a higher concentration fertility product, like say you used urea, that's 46% nitrogen. So if you put out 100 pounds of urea, well, you get 46 actual pounds of N. So we're talking about actual pounds of N, not pounds of product when you make those recommendations. 
Uh, next question uh, is, would it be okay to do all of my planned fertilizer and tilling in the fall to get ahead of it? Or is it something I should wait for spring to do? Well, that's certainly up to you. And I, I, I guess you didn't say where you were from. And I haven't seen your soil samples either. But let's just take a couple of examples. Say that you're in Florida and your ground never freezes and it's really sandy. Well, then I would worry about putting all the nutrients out there that you need in the fall because they could potentially leach down through the sand. It's, there's just not enough there to hold those nutrients in place. But on the other hand, let's say that you farmed in southern Canada and or your garden was in southern Canada and you say, you know what, I'm going to be frozen for at least six months up here and I've got really heavy soils. Uh, could I do this? Yeah, you probably can. Uh, so like on our farm, we're, we're in South Dakota, so we're quite a ways north in the United States, and we do end up being frozen for roughly half the year here. So putting nutrients out in the fall is, is kind of a common practice for a lot of farmers because we've got really heavy soils and we don't get much rainfall. So that's going to kind of determine what you can do. Could you potentially do it? Some nutrients don't leach, so when you look at things like zinc or uh, phosphorus and potassium for the most part, those nutrients could get put out ahead, but nutrients that are more leachable would be nitrogen, sulfur, boron, chlorine, those types of things. Uh, those I would wait and do in the spring, but kind of depends on what you have for equipment and what your soils are like and where you're at. So great questions. They're not dumb questions at all. Uh, really good ones. We get those questions all the time from guys that have farmed their whole lives as well. So don't be afraid. If you get more questions, send them in and good luck with the garden. All right. Uh, next one comes in from Sean. Uh, all right, guys, I hear you talking about not using uh, pendimethalin or prowl north of Interstate 80 on soybeans. Uh, why is that? Is this like not wearing white after Labor Day, that kind of thing? Not really, Sean. It's it's on the label of pendimethalin products. If you're going to lay it on top after you plant, and there, there's just some concern there. Uh, so can you use pendimethalin in the north? Absolutely. We do all the time. We either put it out early pre, so way ahead of planting, or we till it in. If you till it in, there's no problem. So e either way, you can still use the product. You can use it north. And if you are wearing white after Labor Day, um, don't use pendimethalin because that is going to dye that white yellow. So do be careful with that. Hey, uh, just a little humor there. Thanks, Sean. Really appreciate it and good luck. Okay, got a question in here. This is from uh, PD out in Idaho. Uh, all right, guys, I got a production field with a, a random seeding issue is what I would call it. And he sent a picture here. He said, I've got a picture for you guys. It has three seedlings um, with a healthy one and then three that don't look very good. They're all planted at the same time. And uh, the distribution of this issue is very random. On a single bed, you'll have anywhere from a five-foot spacing to several feet between plants. doesn't seem blocky or anything like that out there. Uh, but there was a time where the temperature spiked to 90 degrees a few days after planting this field. Is it possible for plants to hit the hot soil surface and die? You know, it sure is. There, there are a lot of things that could cause something to look like this. It looks like your seed is fine. I can see the seed attached to the root. The The root and everything below ground is white. It looks great. That kind of thing. Um, 
But yeah, I, I know what you mean. You got one plant that's up that has a couple of leaves on it and looks fine. And then you get others that looks like as they tried to send out that first leaf, they just burned off or even before they, they did it. So it, it's, it sure could be just flat out heat that can cause something like that. Sometimes what we see is rootless corn where corn plants are trying to put out roots and, and they just can't cause it's so hot. Uh, I'm not sure if that's exactly what happened here, but that is one potential cause that it could be. So I would look at, hey, was there a fertilizer application made? Maybe that was made and it wasn't perfectly spread. Um, did you have anhydrous, that kind of thing? And you see some streaks from that, but it sounds like you don't see any streaks out there. And yeah, other than that, it doesn't look like it's an insect thing. So uh, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what else you come up with. But could it be that it was just way too hot for those plants as they're breaking through? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Hey, thanks, Petey. Really appreciate the, the question. Good luck to you there. I got this one in from Andrew. And he said, guys, uh, I've been following you since you first put your show on RFD TV. And I was watching a show Recently here, and I had a question about our lawn. And just like in fields, there are bare spots in lawns. And I bought some clover seed to put in there, but now I want to ask uh, your take on this situation. So I'm a farmer, far, former farm boy and now working uh, in a different industry, but we've had several lawn services out here, but the bare spots are still there. Just curious what you guys would come up with. All right, Andrew, here's a couple things. First of all, in those spots... Uh, I'm assuming there's not a pet involved uh, because I've got a couple big dogs and there's there's occasionally a little bear spot here and there. I don't think that's what you're talking about. You didn't send any pictures here. But it, let's just say that there's a six-foot bear spot out there. One of the things that I would suspect at that point is perhaps there are grubs. Perhaps there's something feeding on the root system and that's what's killing off the grass. So I would just, the first thing I would do, I would just cut through that turf a little bit, flip it over, and just see if there's any grubs or other bugs that are on the underside. The next thing I would think about is, hmm, is there a soil fertility issue here of some sort? whether that's way over application or or you're just really short of something. So you could send in a soil sample to a lab. It's going to cost you ballpark $20, maybe $30 to find out all the nutrients that are in your soil. Maybe one of those lawn services did that already. I'm not sure. And you can see maybe there's something going on there. Uh, I, I think the insect issue would be my first guess. But then the, the next one that I would have would be, it could be potentially a disease issue. And if you're seeding other things there and not getting them to grow, a, a bug or a disease would pretty easily explain that. So those are the couple things that I would think of and that I would look into if I had dead spots out of my lawn like that. Hey, thanks for the question. Thanks for watching our show too. We really appreciate the support. Well, today we're doing a little preview of the Ag PhD Field Day. Again, that's coming up the last Thursday in July. It's Thursday, July 27th this year, right in our farm, just about 10 miles north of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You can find all the details, the directions, and so forth at our website, agphd.com. And if you're looking for hotel rooms or campgrounds or whatnot, there are plenty in this area, but they do book up in advance, so we'd encourage you make some calls uh, and, and check in online here to see if you can get some reservations made. 
Thanks for listening to our program today. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.